Welcome to Sastery in the Making, the podcast that features the people who made the software world what it is today and the leaders who are shaping the future of technology. Here's your host, Matt Wallach. Yes, I am your host. This is Matt, and welcome to Sastery in the Making. I am really excited today to talk to Piyush Parikh. And Piyush, I uh, have known for a little while now, and he's really, really smart guy. Uh, he is the co-founder of Equinox Agents, and that's a company that helps SaaS companies with omni-channel sales and support. I know he does some really good things. He's worked with companies I've been a part of, um, so I know that they're doing some awesome stuff. Um, he's also a president at Engineer Your Business, which is a, an organization that helps use systems to, to put your business on autopilot. And this is a guy who's had extensive technology and strategy experience, so he's definitely someone to listen to. But Piyush, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks so much, Matt, for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I really know more about what you're doing at Equinox Agents. Can you tell me a little bit about it? Sure, sure. So, uh, so uh, I'm, I'm the co-founder at uh, Equinox Agents. I have a business partner as well. Uh, we are a leading provider of uh, live chat teams, like you mentioned, here in the Valley. And uh, we're in Phoenix, Arizona. So, uh, you know, we're providing 24-7 live chat teams for software companies. And, uh, you know, we, we really want to help the software industry here and, and globally, really. But it's helping the B2B software companies, uh, you know, get better at doing support and, and scaling their support teams. That's kind of the initial entry of that. Uh, what I've found over time, I've, like you mentioned, I've worked in tech for a while and, uh, you know, been with many founders and, and worked on, worked with many software tools in, in general. And I, we found as I was working with these tools, just, the, you know, we get sold on some tools. It's great. We start working on it, but then it kind of falls off. And, mm -hmm. you know, the more I think about SaaS, SaaS is supposed to be software as a service. So Equinox Agents is, uh, we created that to put the service back in SaaS. I love put the service back in SaaS. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. I think that's great. Uh, so uh, how are things going? How's it going? Are you finding some uh, good success? Yes. I mean, uh, so like I'm, I'm in Phoenix, Arizona. That's where I'm based. And uh, we've been able to work with some of the leading software companies here. So companies like Infusionsoft, uh, and thanks to you, a company called WebPT, which you know, um, of course. and that you built. And so, uh, you know, some of these leading companies here, we've been working quite closely with them. And the thing that has worked well has been us focusing in, focusing in on software and focusing mm -hmm. on SaaS and specifically B2B SaaS. Uh, that's really helped us uh, stay focused and scale ourselves. And that's so great. when I go talk to other people and say, what do you do? Well, I do, uh, you know, live chat teams. Okay. Everyone does that. What, what else do you do? And it's mm -hmm. more about, no, we do live chat teams for B2B software companies that have at least a thousand or so users uh, and are looking to scale. Uh, if you're smaller mm -hmm. than that, you know, we help you in certain ways, but really the, the, when we focus ourselves on certain areas that we are good at and, and we know well, that's what's helped us stay where we are and grow and also in these interesting times when companies are, are having issues, SaaS companies are having, uh, you know, churn issues and so on, we've been able to mm -hmm. help them now and we, we stayed in business and are growing. So things are that's, well, uh, at least right now. <laughs> things can change yeah. quickly and that's one thing I've learned. Yeah, I, I, I can imagine. I think that's fantastic and I'm glad things are going well for you, Piyush. Uh, but what I want to ask is how did you pick 
be SaaS of all the, of all the industries you could have helped. How did you hone in on that? Yeah. Uh, so that's a, that's an interesting, it's a, it's a long story while trying to condense it here. It's, it started with, <laughs> you said the other company I have, which is engineer your business. Uh, mm-hmm. That's actually how I started 10, about 10 years ago. Um, I was, I'm a, I'm an engineer by training. I'm a chemical engineer. And, uh, you know, I ended up in chat support, so it's uh, not quite connected, <laughs> but you know, I'm, I'm a chem- I started in, in, te- in the technical space. I worked in a chemical company. You know, the thing that I did was risk management. I was a consultant mm-hmm. as a risk management uh, for a risk management company. And uh, we worked with chemical companies, nuclear facilities, those kinds of things to help them not blow up. Uh, that was the whole, that was a job. That's now that was exciting. That was, that was good. It was very nice, exciting, fun. Uh, but I kind of, you know, I wasn't building something. I had that itch to go and let's make something. I'm always not making something break. That was the job. Don't make sure this doesn't break. Uh, but, you know, I was always interested in making something. And that's when I got into uh, helping small businesses. I got into that after doing my MBA saying, okay, what do I, what do I really want to do and help? And I wanted to help small mm-hmm. businesses with uh, setting up systems. I, I knew how to set up processes and systems and data and analyze and all of that. And so one, when I came, I came, moved to Phoenix and one of the businesses I was helping was using Infusionsoft, which is a marketing CRM automation software. Mm-hmm. And that's how I start, get, got into the whole software space where I understood what they did. Infusionsoft was doing something similar. They wanted to automate and process and systematize your marketing and sales. And at that time, about eight years ago or so, they were, they were the leaders in that space. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, uh, it was great to be with them, to learn from them, to look at flow diagrams, process flow, look at all of that stuff and create systems. And so I created an engineer business to say, let me help you engineer uh, your systems in, in marketing or finance or operations and so on. Uh, but let's do it with software. And that's how, you know, software came to place. That's how I learned about all these different tools out there and, and saw the pros and cons and uh, most of them lacking a lot of software inclu- uh, support, including uh, Infusionsoft. Mm-hmm. And so we started supporting Infusionsoft. Uh, you know, we actually, I, I became a partner with Infusionsoft and I started selling their tools and uh, I sold tools, software, Infusionsoft to India. I went to India and said, let me see if I can sell it here. And I ended up doing that. And uh, the CMO at that time, uh, Greg Head, he was on your uh, podcast, right, recently? Yep, Uh, Greg Greg was on the show. Yeah, yeah. So he's on the show. And, uh, you know, Greg Head was there in Fusionsoft at that time. And he urged me to go try it. And so I I said, I I don't sell. I'm an engineer. (laughs) You know, I I don't know how to do this stuff, right? And, uh, And he said, I'll teach you. So he guided me and mentored me on how to sell from the stage. And so I, I was able to do that. You That's know, a good sell. mentor to have. He is a great mentor to have. We actually, I had him then, and then I, 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 I asked him to work with us again a couple of years ago through his great. company called Scaling Point. So if anyone's mm-hmm. looking for a mentor, Scaling Point, Greg Head, I would, I would look at that. Yeah, absolutely, um, I agree. Yeah, but he, you know, he really helped uh, figure out a way to sell the software, and I, I did sell it in India. And so when I came back here, uh, I had to support it because I sold it. And so, because we didn't have at that time an India presence. And mm-hmm. so, you know, the, one of the uh, people I sold it to, his name's Ashwin, his company called Equinox Labs. And mm-hmm. that's how this connected, which is uh, me and Ashwin, we, we, we found a common 
things that we liked and, uh, and we had, he had the trade of selling, I had the trade of engineering. And so we formed Equinox Agents. And, and that's how we, we support, then we ended up supporting all of Infusionsoft's uh, customers. And that's, that's really how it grew. And, and, and that's how I got into SaaS. And I said, all right, we can do it with Infusionsoft. Let's do it with someone else. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's fantastic. I mean, it's so funny, a, a chemical engineer, um, going to to support and sell a, uh, a, a CRM and marketing platform and then creating your own company to help us. I mean, that's just a natural evolution. That's the way everybody got into it, I think, right? <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. I mean, they should have given me the shortcut handbook for this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think that's fantastic. But uh, I, I wanted to ask you because you, your company helps, you know, with both sales and customer service. And so you kind of hit both sides of the business. But in your mind, after working with a lot of these companies, how should those two entities, how should sales and customer service work together in a SaaS company? Yeah, uh, no, that's good. I think what I found, I think that it's growing as a new I don't know if it's a new type of thing that's coming out, which is customer success. I think that's the word uh, that's been around for a while. But to me, uh, we do both sides. We do support and, and, and sales. Uh, we do it with chat. And to me, support is sales uh, in a sense, because I'm, you know, SaaS is a service that you pay for every month. And you, you may sell it the first time, but I have, you have to keep selling it to them. <laughs> to, yep. to every month, right? So it's the support team that's, that's selling the ongoing uh, subscription. And, mm -hmm. you know, so what, what we found worked, just to give some examples, um, for customer service and connecting, communications is a big thing. And so how do I take information that I've learned in, in support and feed it back to the, the sales team? And not only the sales team, but how about the product team or how about any other teams in there, right? Uh, mm -hmm. So w one of the things that we've worked with, we've done it with Infusionsoft, with WebPT, with some of the other companies we have, uh, it's, we, we call it bells, let's say example churn, right? We, that's a big deal. We want to make sure yeah. we, we, we minimize it. So yep. uh, if you want to do that, well, we, we created something called bells of churn. And so we can hear the bells of churn early on uh, so that based on certain characteristics they have or certain patterns, certain words they use, uh, all of those kinds of mixed ways of analyzing the information. Remember, I'm, I do data. So I like data. So I, yeah. you know, we set up some of these things. So we, we, we came up with some, it's not very complex, but some simple algorithms to say, if you have these types of parameters and, 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 and usage scores, let's call it a bell of churn and feed it back to the sales team or feed it back to the customer success team. Uh, and say, these accounts look like they might have some issues. You might want to look into them. And I like using the word proactive in all of this. So can we proactively do some sales? Can we proactively, proactively do some support? And people do support reactively, which is, let me get a ticket. Let me get a question. I'll answer it. Right. You know, we want to turn that and be proactive in any of this, which is, yes, I'll answer it. And I'll answer it well. But I also want to then look at, are there any ways I can help you further? Not only mm -hmm. the person that has chatted in, but also the other accounts that have not chatted in. In fact, more of the other accounts that have not chatted in. Why haven't you chatted in and what's going on? Are you not using it enough? You know, that kind of thing. Uh, so we, we try to use data and analytics to really inform our support team when they need to 
push things back to either sales or product and, and you know, have those lines of communication open. That's kind of one of the ways we've made that happen. Even onboarding, let's say. So you have uh, during the you know, onboarding or initial journey, you have the free trial, you have onboarding. You know, let's get chat in there. Let's get some, or not only chat, but even just support in there and understand what kinds of questions are they asking? Can we analyze how likely this person is to sign on for the full product or not? Or from going from full product to uh, upsell. You know, when are these opportunities available for upsell? So these are all the same anal an analysis. It's, it's really just saying, all right, these categories go to an upsell. These guys go to a product because these fe this feature has been requested so often. Uh, this goes to sales. Hey, these guys might turn. Let's do something to bring them back. So, I, I mean, that's, I, yeah. There's more of it, but that's kind of, yeah. Yeah, I think that's so key. Um, I, I, the communication is so important. Talks about it, and when you're just starting out, you have a small team. Everybody's got a bunch of hats, and you're sitting next to each other, and so it makes it yeah. easy to communicate and make sure you're you're sharing ideas and what's happening. But as you grow and as you scale, that's where the challenge comes. And how can you make sure that you're 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 not getting your departments into silos? You know, you don't have customer service seeing all of their stuff but not passing it on. You don't have sales but, uh, sharing what they're learning from the prospects and what needs to happen in the, in the product with, right. uh, you know, product and development and customer service. And so the, the best SaaS companies that I have seen and worked with and the best uh, uh, setups are when everything is, is, is built for communication. There's a culture of, of sharing and collaboration. And uh, that's the way I would, I would design it if I were starting another SaaS company now. Yeah, absolutely. No, I like it. Yep. And, and what I'm finding interestingly is uh, that's still not there. I mean, you know, I've, I'm working with a few of these companies, even some of the ones recently, uh, you know, that the communication piece is still siloed. And mm -hmm. uh, there are some other pieces in there that, uh, that we'll get to, I think, which is, you know, to do with real just usage and value, you know, in terms of what can we build in usage into the tool? Uh, I'm, you know, I, I constantly fight with some of the guys on fight, but I kind of have, you know, I have to keep digging to say, I need usage. Well, that's hidden. <laughs> you can't see that right now. Uh, <laughs> we need to write code to pull that out and connect it to our CRM. So, okay. Uh, and even value, you know, what value are we ultimately providing to the end user? And, and can we track that? And, you know, there's, there are some ways to do it, but I wish we could just, you know, building new, I would say just, I would like to see it built into the tool. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I, I, I want to talk about, you work really well on the sales side as well. And your company does a lot of good stuff to help companies, you know, respond quickly. But what are some things about growth and sales that a lot of founders and for leaders are, are really unaware of? Yeah. Um, you know, I would, I would have to say, I think they're aware of things. That's, you know, when I, when I think about what they're unaware of, it's, it's actually, I think you're aware of too many things. <laughs> kind of what, <laughs> so maybe not I'm, focusing on them. I think that's it. I think it's more of, uh, you know, what, to get real, what, what happens is we, we are all, including any founder, whether it's, it's a software or any business, we know what needs to be done. We, we, we have this passion to make this happen, uh, whatever it is our interest is. And we, we're learning from all these different media and training tools and, and folks. Mm -hmm. um, 
And how do you filter some of that out? And, and like you said, focus on certain things at the right time. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's not as easy as that. And, and you've seen my, my history and my, <laughs> you've seen my path to this. Uh, you know, it's been, it's been kind of a, a learning curve all along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and being open to ideas, but also, you know, focusing on the thing that we, we set out to do and let's get, get focused on this particular thing we want to build out. Let's get some results and then know when to either pivot or move or, or, mm-hmm. or do something different. Right. Uh, so it's, it's that. I don't know if we need to know anything or be aware of, but I think it is self-awareness. It's probably most critical in here to say, mm-hmm. uh, you know, when I, when I think about what, what you should be aware of, it's, I think sometimes you make it a little too complex. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I like to boil it down to simple, sim, something more simple and something that, that can we go back to the basics kind of thing. And mm-hmm. so, you know, when I look at, you've seen the show, The Prophet, uh, where he talks about the, the three P's, you know, people, product, mm-hmm. process thing, you know, that, that's, that's as, you know, basic as it can get. It's, it's, it works every time. Now there's, there's details behind all of those, but really to mm-hmm. me, you know, do you, do you have the people side, which is the core values set up and your, your purpose and your mission and all of that, you know, that'll mm-hmm. keep your people together. Uh, do you have a, a product that has a good market fit? And on the product side, I would want to see it narrowed it down or niched onto something or a certain vertical, you know, a certain very specific thing that they're trying to solve. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so is the product, has, does they have a good fit? And then on the process side, you know, I go, I'm again, data driven. Uh, can I, can I, can you show me in data that this is working? Is it getting results for our people? Do you have at least a statistically sam- a significant sample to tell me that this will work if I do it again? Uh, you know, so it's a little bit more data driven is what I would say would be better to be more aware of, uh, yeah. and in all of this. And, and if it doesn't, if the data says no, you know, I've seen split tests just to make it very specific split tests on websites. What's better a or B, uh, you know, uh, is it blue or orange? I don't know. Tell me the data and I'll tell you which one's better. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think that's good because it's so easy to get emotion wrapped up into it. Uh, but, yeah. but using the data makes it very black and white and very obvious which is the right path to choose. I think that's great. Yeah. And the niche too, I think, you know, I think we end up as, as, as entrepreneurs, business owners, whatever, we end up doing way too many things um, mm-hmm. and, and trying to create a software tool that will work for everybody. And, and we'll get there. Um, let's, let's start with solving it for this particular target. And, and, and then, and then grow it. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. And speaking of grow, what tips do you have for, for software leaders on how to scale quickly and effectively? Do you have anything? Uh, yeah, for scaling, you know, again, I, I would, I would look at, um, it's, it's about the, the third key there, the process. Mm-hmm. And, and it really, it's, it's getting the data and delegating. I, I would say if you can do the data piece and delegate, well, I have my entire team, the way I build it is we have a team of about 85 people and the entire team is encouraged. In fact, we're, we have certain metrics uh, to delegate and, you know, you need to work yourself out of your job within six months. Mm-hmm. And if you're not, then you will be out of a job. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> you need to keep moving. Yeah, that's yes. kind of our, our message. And, yeah. and the way to do that, we teach them how to do it. It's, you know, how do you create processes? How do you delegate certain tasks? How do you work on the most important ones? Uh, but to me, to scale anything, whether it's your job right now of what you're doing or the whole business, um, you, you can delegate a lot of it. If you have, mm -hmm. if you can, you know, it's, it's, it's verify, it's, it's trust, but verify. And yep. so, you know, you, you create the data metric to verify it, but you create the process to trust them that they'll follow it. And they should create their own process. They're, they, they don't know the process best. So it's the same thing like in support. When I tell my clients, uh, it's like, they, you know, a lot of people say, I don't, I don't want to give my support out to somebody else to do it. Uh, I wouldn't want to do it. Well, you're giving it out to your agents to do it. And, you know, you have people in, on your team that are doing support. Uh, so whether you do it with people in on your team there or wherever they are, it, does, it shouldn't matter if the process is tight and you have data that drives and tells us that the quality is superior. Mm -hmm. And so I love that. that's what I would, I would look at to scale anything. It would, and that's engineer business is where this comes together. That's kind of where I built <laughs> all of that. <laughs> I, I think that's great. Also, you know, I, that's something I teach my clients, you know, I have the perfect deal process and I think it's yeah. all about the process. If you really want to create a sales structure, that's going to be repeatable and be something that converts and, and, and helps you win you've got to have a really strong process built on, on the fundamentals. So that's what I teach my clients there. That's where they see the most improvement when they're able to implement that. And so I'm, uh, I'm glad you said that. I think that's perfect. Yeah. The only thing I add on there is it's, there is, you know, we create these processes. What I've seen when I was doing the engineer business, or I still do some of that, but when I, when I was helping businesses create these processes, one of the things I noticed is we would create this very nice, you know, complex process. We write it all down, flow chart it, put data and all of that. And then something changed. And now you got to mm -hmm. go back and change all of that stuff again. Uh, mm -hmm. So there, there is some, there's some balance between making it too much every step of the way and, and not leaving enough room for changes and improvement. And so one of our core values is you must continue to delegate and improve. Mm -hmm. uh, so if you, if you delegate, that's great, but you got to continue to improve. And, and think the process will change. Don't forget to change the process, but let's keep improving it as well. And, and that's, you know, when, when we hit our, we have customer satisfaction scores, right? That's what we measure ourselves mm -hmm. on CSAT. And we've hit, you know, we've always been above 90. Now we want to go to 92, 94, 95. When we hit 98, they said, our team said, well, we're done. And I said, we, got, we can keep improving. <laughs> we can keep going. You can, you know, customer satisfaction is one thing. And what about your value that you're providing? Yeah. Uh, let's look at that now. So what about upsells? And okay, let's do that one next. Uh, so there's always room to improve uh, as, as you create these processes. But I agree with you. I think it's, it's a key to even getting started. Just get the process down. One thing I say is if, you, if you're doing something more than six times, uh, it can be created into a process and automated or repeated by somebody else. And when I say automate, I, I don't mean tech automate. Uh, mm -hmm. it, it's a mixture of human and tech, uh, human. I, I, I sometimes automate with hundred percent humans. Yeah. I think that's something that people forget is that you, you can, you can definitely make sure that you're getting rid of some menial tasks, even if you're not automating it, even if it's not a tech solution, you've got somebody else that can do that. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's great. Well, Piyush, I really appreciate you coming on. This has been some really great stuff. A lot of, a lot of good information for our audience to chew on. Um, I want to make sure that uh, if they want to reach out to you for, for further uh, questions or, or information, how shall they get in touch with you? Sure, sure. So a uh, couple of ways. One would be on the website, equinoxagents.com, equinoxagentsplural.com. Okay. That would be a way to just look at our site and, you know, you can see what we do as well and, and connect with us. Or you can link, okay. get into LinkedIn and connect with me there Great as well. That's awesome. Yeah, and I'll put all that in the, in the show notes for everybody. But uh, Piyush, thank you. This has been great. Really appreciate having you on. Hey, thanks so much. And next time I'll probably talk to you about all the same questions. <laughs> That's great. I look forward to it. So uh, that'll be a good time. Well, thank you, okay. everybody. Take care and see you next time. Thank you for listening to Sastery in the Making. Join us next episode for another look into how today's visionaries are creating the next generation of innovation.